the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour taking your calls and talking about the Bible and whatever else we need to talk about. What's on your mind tonight? Do you have a prayer request? Is there a need in your life? Is there a need in a, in a friend's life or a family member's life? Is there something going on that you know that we need to stand in the gap? We need to stand in the gap. We need to be there in prayer and in seeking the Lord. Oh, we need him so much. And I just want to ask you now to pray with me, pray for me, pray for this next hour that the Lord would have his way, that the Holy Spirit would take over, and Father, that you would just do exceedingly abundantly, Lord, beyond what we ask. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for this next hour, Lord, where we can be together in your presence and be in prayer and seek you, Lord, for, for all that you desire to do, Lord. I just pray that you'll open up your word tonight, Lord, that we'll hear you, that you'll speak to us, Lord. Lord, that the callers, each and every listener tonight, Lord, would find a blessing in your presence, Lord. I know that there's blessings, Lord. I know, Lord, that you desire to do a work tonight. Lord, and I pray that that work would be done for the glory of God, for your namesake, Lord. I pray that the name of Jesus Christ would be lifted up and glorified tonight, Lord, through prayer, through the callers, through the word, Lord, that you would take everything that happens tonight and use it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord again. Welcome to the program. You know, it's uh, it's either late Saturday night or early Sunday morning, whatever uh, is the case for, in, for you. But I want to thank you for joining us tonight. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. We are a live program uh, on the air right now. Live in Studio B, the Frank Pastore Memorial uh, Studio uh, here in Glendale. And we are waiting. We are wanting to have the opportunity. I want the opportunity, if you'll give that to me, to pray with you, to pray for you, to pray for your needs. You know, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah uh, 29, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, for your welfare, and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And this is the the 12th verse here. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. That is a promise. That's his word. God says that when you call upon me, when you come and pray to me, he says he will listen to you. He hears your prayer. He knows your needs, and he says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Well, that takes you to seek him. Will you seek him tonight? Do you need him tonight? We do so desperately need the Lord. Would you call in tonight with your prayer requests? Seek him tonight with all your heart. Seek him tonight. For all that he has for you, the plans that he has for you, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, if you have a testimony, a praise report, we want to hear from you tonight. The number is one 
995-5552. David, Don, Mark, please keep holding. Uh, As soon as I get through with the announcements, I'm going to start taking some phone calls. Uh, But if you have a question and you want to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need and you want to pray on behalf of them, you know, here at the radio, here at this program, we stand in the gap. We stand in that gap for our loved ones. We stand in the gap for our family, our friends, and we pray and we seek the Lord. So don't forget, call in tonight. Don't put it off. Call in tonight. Pick up that phone and dial 1-888-995-5552 for your prayer requests, Bible questions. If you have a question about the, the Bible, the occult, the cults, uh, any Christian topic tonight, whatever you want to ask, uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to find the answer to your question in the Word of God. You know, uh, we want to seek God's Word on your behalf to answer your question, to, 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 to fulfill that need, whatever the need is in your life tonight, whatever you've heard or read and want to get a better understanding on, we'd love the opportunity to seek God's Word on your behalf, one 888 995-5552. We talk a lot about prayer. I talk a lot about prayer here because that's one of the things that the Lord has given us to do here, to pray for your prayer requests. But we get together every Friday night to pray and seek the Lord. So if you'd like to join us for prayer and worship on Friday nights, we'd love for you to come out and join us. Uh, we get together every Friday night at 8 p.m. Uh, in a little church in Arcadia. It's, it's, very, it's, it's very easy to get to. The address is 805 North first avenue that's 805 north first avenue in the city of arcadia you know i got to give a shout out to dave who was with us last night he drove all the way from northridge to be with us in prayer and worship and i just wanted to to encourage anybody you know wherever you're at if you're within driving distance of arcadia come out and pray with us come out and worship with us come out and seek the lord with us it's uh, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Like I said, it's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north one block to Foothill. Make a right. Go one more block to 1st Avenue. Make another right. And you'll see us at the corner of Forest and 1st. 805 North 1st Avenue every Friday night at 8 p.m. Also, church service is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. So uh, if you're up in the morning... And you'd like to come to church, Pastor Walter Hofflin is the pastor at the Hills Church where I attend. And it's the same address, 805 North 1st Avenue uh, in the city of Arcadia, 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. I also want to remind you, we are on podcast. So if you'd like to, to, to catch up on a, a show that you missed, or if you'd like to tell a friend about the program, uh, we invite you to visit us on podcast at kkla.com. And then just look for the podcast page. So if there's nothing else, uh, we're going to go to our phone lines. But, uh, you know, make that reminder. Put that reminder down on your smartphone or on your calendar. Friday nights, 8 p.m. prayer meeting in Arcadia, 10 a.m. church. And also, you're going to be a part of the ministry and share this ministry with somebody on podcast. Well, with that, uh, we want to go to our phone lines. We're going to take our first caller and talk to David. Hey, David, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Doing okay, man. Yeah, um, I, I went to the eye doctor about my left eye. I told you it was foggy. Mm-hmm. And they said I have a cataract. And uh, they, said they won't do surgery for a while. Uh-huh. Um, after a while, they plan on doing surgery to replace the uh, foggy lens with a clear lens. Right. And they give you prescription glasses to help improve your vision. So I'm hoping for that. That, that goes smoothly. The procedure goes smoothly when it's finally time to do it. And... Uh, I also want to pray that, um, you know, about going to church, the tim- intimidation about going to church. Why are you Why are you intimidated about going well, to church, David? I used it didn't used to be a problem with me. I mean, I always went. To, I was always like the, the Bible says that the righteous be bold as a lion. You know, that's how I was. And mm-hmm. I had the joy and confidence of going to church, but I somehow lost it over the time. And so, but. Um, I also want to pray that I would uh, continue to share my faith with my neighbors and uh, continue to confront my public with the claims of Christ by giving out tracts of the conversation piece and uh, and be uh, active in the work of, of the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, Father, we just come before you, Lord. Lord, you know what's going on with David, Father. And you know the surgery he needs to correct the cataract in his eyes, Lord. 
And I pray, Lord, that you, as you did so many times, Lord Jesus, as you did so many times in the New Testament, you gave sight to the blind. Well, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for that ability of yours to give sight to the blind, and you can open up David's eyes, Lord, Lord, that he wouldn't need the cataract surgery. You can do a miracle, Lord, and you could take that cloudiness away. You could open his eyes. Lord, the way you open his heart to to receive you, the way you open his his, his soul, Lord, to to just perceive you, Lord, to know who you are, you could open his eyes, Lord, to, to see clearly, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would just do a miraculous work. But if you choose, Lord, to use the surgery, I pray, Lord, that you would bless the doctors as they do the surgery, Lord, and that you would restore Dave's eyesight, Lord, that you would restore it completely and totally, Lord, to see clearly, Father, that he would be able, Lord, to, to share his faith, Lord, that he would see people, Lord, that he would see so much better, Lord, than before, that he would be able to discern people's People's, where people are, Lord, in their life and how they need you, Lord, and that you would be able to share your, 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 your glorious gospel, Lord, that you would encourage him, Father, and that you would give him, Lord, more and more ability, Lord, through the power of your spirit to share your word, and, Lord, that you would use him to bring others, Lord, to the cross. And I pray, Lord, about going to church. Father, you told us not to, to, to forsake the assembling together, David said, I was glad when they called me into the house of the Lord. And I pray for a gladness. I pray for a joy, Lord. I pray for a desire, Lord, for Dave, Lord, to just to be in your house, Lord, to worship and to seek you, Lord, to hear your word, Father. I pray that you would lead him, Lord, to a church, Lord, that, 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 would, that, that you've appointed for him, Lord, that you've picked out for him, Lord, where he can thrive and where he can be with other believers, Lord, that you would fulfill, Lord, your purpose and your plan in his life. I pray all of this, Lord, according to your will and your, your desire for Dave, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Sam. Amen. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Mark. Hi, Mark. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sammy. Uh, first of all, I hope you're well, and uh, God bless you for your show. That Thank you. a wonderful program. Uh, two things. Um, uh, the first thing is uh, if you could pray against... Um, uh, spirits that were trying to do us harm, do me harm. Uh, it's just kind of, it's not really a major thing, but things like I'll leave, uh, I have a, a pet, so when I leave, I usually leave a light on because mm-hmm. sometimes I come back when it's dark. Uh, but in the last few weeks, when I've left on the weekends and come back and it's on, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, you know, it's uh, the switch is off, the lights are off, and uh, also. One other thing is that there's in the night there's a door that slams. Mm-hmm. I hear it slamming, so I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, and then, and then I had a question too. Uh, another, a different question is: okay, well, what's let's... the reconciliation between the timeline of uh, the Bible when man was born and what man uh, society says we go back, you know, millions mm-hmm. of years or whatever it was back to the Neanderthal age and and that. Amen. Well, let's pray about your. Well, let's yes. pray about the situation. Lord, I thank you, Father, that greater is he who lives in me than he who is in the world. I thank you, Lord, for the power of your Holy Spirit that lives in me and lives in Mark and every believer, Lord, because we can have that assurance, Father, that your Holy Spirit broods over us. Lord, as the Spirit brooded over the waters at creation, your Holy Spirit broods over us and watches us and takes care of us, Lord. You send angels, Lord, to minister to us and to protect us, Lord. We see that in your word, Lord, how you minister and take care of us, Lord, how your eyes are never far from us, Lord, but you're constantly, Lord, with us, taking care of us, watching over us. And I know that you're watching over Mark right now, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would put a hedge of protection around him, Lord, that the power of your Holy Spirit would just overwhelm him, Lord, with confidence to know, Lord, that our struggle, Lord, though, though it be not against flesh and blood, that there are powers and principalities out there, Lord, that we need to be aware of, Lord. And we need to be prayerful, Lord, asking and seeking your guidance, your protection, and your power. I thank you, Lord, that these that these principalities and powers have no power over us and they can do nothing to harm us lord because your power is upon us your strength your love your grace your mercy lord i think of romans the eighth chapter what can separate us from your love there's nothing neither height nor depth nor powers nor angels nothing can separate us from your love nothing can can come upon us lord lord only your blessing and only your grace and your mercy father i pray for mark 
And we pray, Lord, all of this according to your word, your power, according to your will, Lord. I just pray, Lord, your, your safekeeping upon Mark. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and thank amen. you. Well, tell me about your question, Mark. Uh, uh, well, the other uh, question was, that, um, well, the Bible tells us that um, we came from Adam and Eve, who were created right. in the Garden of Eden, and that goes back, I imagine, like five or 6,000. Around 6,000 years, yeah. And uh, But yet, uh, when we go to school and we learn about, um, you know, back in the uh, Neanderthal age and the different mm-hmm. ages uh, that seem to go back, as I recall, sometimes, if I'm not mistaken, millions of years back. Right. So um, what, what does um, a believer say to, mm-hmm. to that response, I mean, to that question? Well, you know, there's, there's a lot that, that can be said. Uh, about about these types of things, you know, uh, people think that science and Christianity are at war with each other, but, but they're really not. You know, science does more confirming of what the Word of God tells us than contradicting. Uh, I was at a seminar not too long ago. Uh, it was the Institute for Creation Research, and I would I would encourage you to go to their website. Just so you can put in uh, ICR or Institute for Creation Research. And they have a lot to say about this. You know, the, you know the, there, there's a lot of evidence to show a young earth uh, theory. You know, uh, the universe was, was created uh, the way the, the Genesis tells us. Even science is now confirming that with, uh, with, 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 with the way they say the universe is, has evolved uh, over, the, over the years. The Big Bang Theory. You know, some Christians believe in the Big Bang. Some Christians don't. But the, the, the one thing that, 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 that everybody in Christianity agrees on, that no matter how the, the, the universe was created, there is divine, uh, uh, how can I say this, uh, the divine intelligence behind creation. Creation is too perfect. The universe is too perfect. The, the earth is too perfectly placed in the universe. You know, all, the, all of the things that had to come together for life to be here on this earth is too perfect for it to have come about by random chance. So, so no matter what you believe, we have, we, there's more evidence for divine intelligence behind creation than anything else. You know, uh, there was a beginning from nothing. And how does that happen? You know, uh, the first law of, of first and second laws of thermodynamics tells us, shows us that nothing can come from nothing. It's impossible to get something from nothing, except through a divine uh, uh, cause. God is divine, the divine cause of all the effect that we see, and everything you see around you, whether you look up and see the stars, the moon, the sun. You know, the universe, whether you look around you and you look at a mountain or a tree, there is divine intelligence behind of all creation. Uh, so I believe in a, in a young earth, and I believe that the Bible and science uh, can, can, uh, uh, can go along with this. You know, uh, you, you talked about the millions of years uh, that, 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 that science says that the, that the world has been created. Well, I'll, I'll pose a question to you, Mark. Okay. Uh, if you would have been there right after God created the earth and you was to see a 70-foot tree, how long would you say that tree was there? Well, You'd have to say years. It took years for that tree to grow. But it was just created the minute or two minutes before you got there. So there is what, what, what's called the appearance of age. God created the, the, the universe. God created the world with the appearance of age. You know, we're not told how, you know, uh, when, when, when Adam was created, at what point in his life was he created? Was he created as a teenager or was he created as a, as a, as a 30-year-old man? Adam had the appearance of age, but he was created from the dust of the earth. So the, 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 the evidence is that God created the universe, he created the world, he created everything with the appearance of age, even though he created it out of nothing, instantly, by his word. God spoke, and the universe leapt into existence. So does that make any sense? Does that does, answer? actually, you know, it does now make a lot of sense, because he knew that we needed some things to be aged for our use, maybe, at this time. Absolutely. You know, uh, like 
gasoline, oil, you know, crude oil. It was all put there yeah. for so man's use. Done divinely so that we yep. could have it when yep. we needed it. Yep. And everything else. But yep. yeah, okay, that's, that's a great uh, explanation. I thank you for that. Well, thank you for your call. Thank you for your question. Good question, man. Thank you. God bless. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, if there's something on your mind tonight you want to talk about or you want to ask about in the Bible or about the occults, the occult, uh, different types of uh, religions, world religions, whatever is your question tonight, I encourage you to call in with your question. And especially I encourage you to call in with your prayer requests. We want to pray for your needs. If you have a need and you want to bring it before the Lord, you can have this confidence that God hears your prayers. But you have to call on him. You have to seek him with all your heart. So let's do that. one 995 5552 That's 1-888-995-5552. I have this message here that says uh, uh, Nancy's uh, prayer request is that she's going for x-rays to see if the cancer is gone. Well, Father, we come before you, Lord. Lord, we stand in the gap for Nancy. And we ask, Lord, that as she takes these x-rays, Lord, that these x-rays would show your divine intervention. Lord, that there would be no cancer, Lord. That she would be healed, that she would be cured, that she would have the miracle that she's seeking for, Lord. I pray your blessing upon Nancy, Lord, that the cancer would be gone, that she would be cancer-free, and that there would be a glor- glorifying testimony, Lord, to your intervention, to what you've done, Father. I just pray for your glory, Lord, upon Nancy's life, Lord, for your power upon Nancy's life, and that this cancer would be gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to our next caller, and let's talk to Don. Hi, Don. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sammy uh, Nicholas. Uh, uh, God bless Gizzy Ministry. Thank you. Uh, Sammy, the Holy Spirit of God being so truthful and cannot be untruthful, and he is not claiming the new uh, surgical birth changes in mankind, men, women, or children. He's not claiming the new births or uh, birth order procedures or adding two births. Uh, so I believe the master deceiver is at work in the United States of America and around the world. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Thank you for your comment. God bless. Let's go right to the phone lines and let's talk to Naomi. Hi, Naomi. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Yes. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I thank the good Lord for you because you make such a big difference in people's lives, helping uh, pray with them, to console them with their problems and the trials they're going through. At this time, I'm going through some situation. It's only God knows. I, I just feel like I've been... Uh, that someone is trying to kill my spirit or character, and I am determined that I'm going to hold up to the hand no matter what. Hallelujah. I also want to ask for prayers for my family, especially a daughter that's supposedly going to get some tests done next week because she's having a bad reflux a problem in her stomach. I ask God blessing that she will get healed. And in the name of Jesus, I ask for you to pray for me to Amen. give me more faith and more strength Hallelujah. because I'm not afraid of anything. Thank you, Lord. You know? Thank it's you. so sad in this day and time with people trying to defame you and slander you for whatever reason, only God knows. Amen. Well, yes, Father, sir. let's pray. Thank Father, you. we come before you, Lord. And, Lord, you said you have not given us a spirit of fear, but that yes. of a sound mind, Lord. Yes. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just fill Naomi right now, Lord, and just give her the strength and the power, Lord, to carry on. Yes. Lord, that's what you call us to do, Lord. You call us to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord. Amen. Not to make a camp, not to lie down, yes. not to, to, to stay there, Lord. But you tell us to walk through, Lord, every situation, every circumstance. And I pray, Lord, for the power yes. of God to be upon Naomi, Lord, that you would help her walk through every circumstance, every situation in victory, Lord. Yes. That there would be victory and victory and victory, Lord, yes. through every situation and every circumstance, Father, that you would receive glory through Naomi's life and I pray for her daughter Lord that your healing would be upon her Lord that she would be free from sickness or disease Lord and that your glory would be upon her that your power would be upon her that your healing would be upon her Lord we pray for all of this Lord Lord for your glory for your purpose Lord that there would be testimonies praise reports Lord Lord that we would proclaim the name of Jesus and what you're able to do and what you're abundantly able to do beyond what we ask 
We pray according to your will for Naomi and her daughter. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, my sister. Thank you. Good night. And I want to encourage you to call in with your prayer requests, with your questions. Number is one 888 I can't believe we're almost halfway through the program. So get your calls in early so we can have time to go to the message. You know, the message tonight... I'm continuing with the last week's message. You know, last week it was heaven is a real place. And this week we're talking about what is heaven like? What is heaven going to be like? What do you think heaven's going to be like? Well, if you'd like to talk about that, call in at one 888 We're going to talk to our next caller and we're going to go to Alan. Hi, Alan. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Yeah, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I uh, I was just talking with a Christian friend of mine today regarding Revelation 12, the uh, end times prophecy uh-huh. regarding the, the woman in heaven on Jubilee 777. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wondered what your perspective was on that. I, I know that typically the you know Calvary Chapel I go to, they really don't want to discuss that. Uh, uh-huh. It just seems that they, they just kind of shy away from that, don't want to frighten people or scare people, and I, I just wondered what your take was on that. Well, just to, for, our, for everybody who's listening, it says, A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars, and she was with child, and she cried out, being in labor and pain to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns on her heads uh, were seven diadems, and his tall, his tail swept away the third of the stars of the heaven and threw them into the earth. So, you know, it's talking about end times uh, during the time of, of tribulation. And most people that I've heard and what I've seen, you know, this is referring to Israel and the Antichrist. You know, the woman, is, I think, is, is Israel. And it's uh, talking about the 12 tribes of, of Israel uh, or the 12 uh, apostles of Israel. You know, and the, the, you know, Jesus and the, the child, you know, she gave birth to a child once, you know, when Jesus came the first time. And, uh, you know, I believe Israel's going to give birth again when, when Jesus comes for the second time. He's coming to Israel. That's where he, he's going, his feet will land on the Mount of Olives. And he will be there for the great uh, uh, battle of Armageddon. And he will defeat Satan. He will defeat the Antichrist. He'll defeat the the, the false witness, and uh, set up his kingdom here on earth. So that's what I think it's talking about. But you never can be, you know, uh, totally a hundred percent sure because this is a prophetic book, and God will fulfill it according to His plan and what His uh, what His desire is. But I kind of see that being the the situation. If that answers your question, if not, you know, we'll go forward. Yeah, uh, they're they're talking a lot about uh, you know the different calendars and the times lining up. Where at? Whereas the return of Christ, I know the Bible says no man or nor any angel knows the time nor day. Right. But we need to know the season, and uh, they're talking about September twenty third, two thousand seventeen, uh, all over the internet, and um, the. Even this friend of mine, who is a very uh, devout Christian, uh, mathematically uh-huh. knowledgeable, and he said he went through all the dates and the calendars, the Jewish calendar, and he said the the dates seem to add up the way he sees that the math works, and he seems to agree with that September 23rd date based on the math. They say it's September 23rd for the return of Christ or the rapture? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You know, they've been talking about the stars aligning and the planets aligning for years. Last year it was the the blood moons, uh, right? With John Hagee and uh, Sid Roth and some other people on television, and it was a whole big thing, and nothing happened. It was there was nothing nope. to it. You know, and you know the the 100 percent thing I could say about this is that they've been wrong 100 percent of the time. You know, and they can, they'll continue, I think, to be wrong about it because no one knows the time. 
We can know the seasons. We can know, and we should be aware of the seasons, and we should be aware of the, the goings-on and how things are leading up to the return of Christ, but no one can put a date on the return of Christ. And I, I, anybody who does, I think, is being foolish because they'll be proven wrong, you know, that uh, when that date comes around and nothing happens. But, you know, we should be alert. We should be aware. We should be uh, uh, on guard on the guard for for everything that's going on we see things that are happening in 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 the middle east and we see things happening you know in europe and we know that this is the place where 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 things are going to be happening but we haven't seen the rise of the antichrist we haven't seen any of the things that are going to happen in tribulation and gratefully i don't think we'll be here to see that the rapture is going to come but the rapture is going to come like a thief you know the bible says like a thief in the night you don't know when the thief is coming we just need to be ready and and prepared and 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 seeking God with all our heart, you know, all the time. And be ready for his return. But, yeah, just to just to comment on that alignment though, uh NASA has done studies uh from uh, dating from you know, they could actually make a model of uh-huh. the alignment of the, the stars in the universe and they've made models of uh, the time of Jesus Christ's uh, crucifixion and resurrection, right. and they've also gone forward in time, and they're saying that there will never, ever be another alignment like this in the history of, you know, in recorded mm-hmm. history. Well, you know, they also said that last year about the, the, the blood moons, uh, the blood moon and the alignment and uh, how this was the first time for so many, many years that the, the alignment was this way and that way. You know, uh, Alan, I say this, if if September the 23rd is the day of Jesus' return for the rapture, I say, you know, come quickly, Lord Savior. You know, come quickly. Right. You know, I'm all for it. But I, I wouldn't put any uh, credence, I wouldn't put any uh, 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 strength in, into, the, into that prediction, but I would say, you know, no matter what, we need to be ready as if it was tomorrow. You know, right. you know, we, we, we plan for the future, you know, we plan as if Jesus isn't coming back, but we live as if he is coming back tonight, as he's coming back tomorrow, you know, he's, he's, that, that he's at the door, because he, he is at the door. There's nothing left in Scripture that needs to be fulfilled. There's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled. Jesus could come back at any time, and I say, come right. quickly, Lord Jesus. Whenever he's ready, whenever his time is, I just say, come quickly, Lord, and take us from this world. Amen? Amen. Totally agree. God yeah. bless you, my brother. Thank you for your question. Thank you for your call. Thank you, brother. God, God bless. Be with you. Bye. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Desiree. Hi, Desiree. You're on the air. How can we help you? Hi. Hello. Thank you for taking my phone call. Um, recently, I have been studying the Bible, mm-hmm. and recently, I just been attacked like you couldn't believe. I mean, all of a sudden, my family's been attacked. My business. I mean, everything is, it seems like it's just coming to a head, and mm-hmm. no matter where I turn, it just seems like I'm just falling on my face, and I just want a lot of prayer, if you could, and yes. um, for strength and my faith to be challenged is just every day. It's just another challenge, another hill to, to go. It just seems like it's getting harder and harder. And Well, Desiree, yeah, but, I just want to encourage you for something that, you know, if you're getting attacked, that's great, because you're doing something right. You know, you, you've got... The world's attention. You've got the enemy's attention because you're living your life for Christ. And, you know, anybody who lives their life for Christ is going to be attacked. Or, you know, we've got, you know, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world, Jesus says. If they, you know, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. So what anybody who is living their life for Christ is going to receive attacks from the enemy. But that's okay because we have the victory over our attacker. We have victory over the struggle in this world. We have victory over the enemy, over the world, over the flesh when we're following Christ. So I just want to encourage you to keep on going because you have victory in Christ. So Father, I just pray for Desiree right now. Lord, that you would encourage her, Lord, to know that she's doing the right thing. She's following you. She's seeking you. She's reading your word. You're opening her mind to to, 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 to your word. And, Lord, you're going to give her, Lord, even more power, 
Lord, even more strength, Lord, that she would share that word and that you would use her, Lord, for the many people who are going to come to the Lord, who are going to come to your cross through her example, through her testimony, through her witness, Father. I just pray, Lord, that you would use Desiree for a mighty, mighty work in your kingdom, Lord. Father, I know that in this world we will have struggles and we will be attacked. But, Father, we, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We walk through it because we're not living in it. We walk through the valley because there are peaks and there are mountains and there are hillsides and there are hilltops, Lord, that you want us to climb and that you want us to get over and that you want us to achieve, Lord. So I pray that you would achieve all that you desire to do through Desiree, Lord, through her desire to live for you, her desire to seek you, her desire for your word. Lord, use her for your glory. Strengthen her, Lord, and give her victory over every attack. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, Desiree. Keep Thank keep you. going. Don't worry. You're doing the right thing. You know, you're doing what's right. Don't think that that oh, you know, I've got to give up. No. You got to get you got to get going. You got to keep going. You got to keep going forward because you're in God's will and he has a plan for you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Thank my you. sister. Bye. Thank you very much. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Larry. Hi, Larry. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling. What's up? All right. Yeah, I just want to kind of tie on to, you had about two or three uh, people uh, on your show ago. Mm -hmm. He was talking about, uh, I guess, the age of the earth. Right. And, uh, you know, I totally concur with you about the, uh, what you said about the, you know, the age. I believe in the 6,000 year, what the Bible says. Right. But, I am kind of a little thrown off because I got I've heard pastors talk about they believe the gap theory. Right. Now explain a little bit. I don't know about the gap theory. Uh, if I had, I forgot. Okay. Well, what are the people that I know? It's usually the scientists and the well, and uh, as, you know, the uh, archaeologists using that. But what does the gap theory say? Well, the, ga- the gap theory is talking about theory. the gap theory is talking about creation, and it says that there's a gap between verses 1 and 2 of the book of Genesis. Oh, yeah. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Then there's a gap. It says, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. He says, in between the creation, uh, uh, right after God created the heavens and the earth, there's a timeline or a gap before he did anything else. And that's the time that he threw Satan down from uh, from heaven, and Satan was upon the earth, and all these other things were going on on the earth before God started his creative work upon the earth, where it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light was good. But there's no biblical substantiation for that for that theory. You know, there's, they, they, they say that all these other things were going on in the earth, and there were a, a pre-Adamic race and all kinds of stuff going on, right. and there's just no biblical uh, evidence for that. There's nothing in the Word of God that says that. That's a gap theory, and, okay, the word, and okay. it's a theory because it's not provable. There's no, there's no evidence for it. It's just like the evolutionary theory. Right, theory. right. But you know what? I think what you told the other guy was the best, the best answer. Like you said, God created it, and it looked aged. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And when it came, when you know, things looked aged. We don't even know how old Adam was when he was born. That's, that's right. When he was created. He wasn't born. He was created. Right. What did he look like? How old did he look like? Yeah. Was he a young man, old man, middle age? Right. Right. So I agree with you on that. But I just, when, he, when, I, when I thought about the gap, someone hit me with the gap. Yeah, this was a religious person too. Yeah, well, most the, the gap theory, yeah. you know, most I, uh, I, I didn't have a comeback on it. <laughs> well, most teachers and theologians and people that I've heard from uh, have uh, really nothing to do with the gap theory. It's it's, it's just uh, there's no there's no evidence for it. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. God bless. All right. Let's take another call. We're going to talk to Nancy. Hi, Nancy. You're on the Gypsy Hello. Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, my problem is the same problem with the other lady that called. I uh, Six weeks ago, I was having so much problems, and that was the time I started to study so mm-hmm. hard, so fierce. 
right. in the Bible and praying and just really getting into it. And right then things were going bad and for six weeks. And then two weeks ago, I thought, I know what's going on. This is a satanic It's a spiritual attack, attack sure. Yes. So I went to Ephesians 6, mm-hmm. where it tells us to put on our breastplate and... Yep, the, the armor of yes. God. Yes. Yep. Our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities. Yes. In, he- in heavenly places. You know, these are the things that are going on. Whenever you, you start following God in a stronger way than you were... You know that gets Satan. That gets that gets the enemy going, and he's yeah. you know he doesn't want to. He doesn't want you to to be seeking God, and and there and God allows these things for His glory. God allows these struggles to show the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit that can be released upon the believer's life. So, Father, I just pray for Nancy right now. Lord, you see her struggles. You see how the enemy is attacking her. How the world might be attacking her. Lord, and I know, Lord, that the flesh wants to give in, Lord. The flesh wants to say, I can't do this. But, Lord, the Spirit says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Lord, as long as we're seeking you, as long as we're seeking your will, Lord, we are on the winning side. We have victory, Lord, and we have power. Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, Father, can do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we ask. And I just pray, Lord, that your blessing would fall upon Nancy, Lord, that your power would be released in her life, Lord, that more power would be released in her life. I thank you for her desire to serve you and to seek you through your word and to pray and to just do all that's according to your will for her life. And I pray that you would use her for your kingdom, Lord. Use her example. Use her as she seeks you, Lord, to bring others to the cross. Lord, that others would see her example and say if god can do that for nancy he can do the same for me and i just pray that others would be encouraged as she is encouraged now through the through the blessing of your holy spirit through the encouraging of your angels lord as the ministry your ministering angels lord i pray that you would send ministering angels to to strengthen her and encourage her lord that the holy spirit would lead her guide her and direct her father for all that you desire to do and i pray lord your blessing and your favor upon her in jesus name amen amen just to let you know, are you still there? Yeah, we're st- I'm still here. I told the Lord, no matter what, I wasn't going to give up. Amen. Amen. We don't give up. We don't yes. give in. We keep going on. Amen. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Dancy. God bless. Thank you very Good much. Good night. Oh, praise the Lord. We're, we're, we've got a few minutes left. Well, it's, boy, it, it, this hour goes by so fast. You know, we've got about, uh, what, 16, 18 minutes left, and I want to get to our to our word tonight. You know, last week I was talking about heaven is a real place. It is a real place, but what is heaven like? You know, uh, you know, heaven is a place where we will be spending eternity. And I don't know if enough of us really realize what eternity is going to be like. You know, I cannot imagine eternity uh you know life without time where time doesn't matter but that's where we're going to be you know when we're in the presence of god where we're in his kingdom where we're in heaven there will be no time we will be living in eternity and we plan you know we plan so much in this earth we plan for 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 the way we're going to live and where we're going to live we plan for education we plan for retirement we plan and we plan and we plan for this life but do we plan do we prepare for the place we're going to be spending eternity do enough of us really think about or really plan for spending eternity with christ spending eternity with god do we think about heaven that much we should be but we don't, and, you know, and it's, and, it's, and it's it's natural not to think about heaven because how do you get to heaven? Well, if you, unless Jesus comes tonight or in our lifetime, we're all going to be passing through this life and we're all going to be passing through the door of death. And nobody wants to think about the, their, their dying day. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to, you know, but, but we're all going to, you know, the, we're all going to pass this earth. Unless Jesus comes back, we're going we're gonna to die. We're going to die from our last sickness or disease, but death, where is your sting? There is no sting. There is no victory in death. We have victory in the life that we live in Christ. Our victory is in Christ because even if we die, we win. We go to heaven because heaven is a real place. 
And I want to continue that because we need to be preparing. We need to be longing for that place where Christ is. You know, because I think, you know, what is this life really about if not just, if not preparing for eternity? You know, what are we really working to achieve here on earth? You know, is your life about money? Is your life about power? Is your life about your, your, your place, your, your stature, your prestige? You know, what is your life all about? What is, what is life all about? What are, we, what are we here for? You know, as Christians, we really need to think about these things. We need to contemplate our, our existence and contemplate what we're here for in this life and where we're going to spend eternity. You know, it can't just be about here and now, people, because the here and now doesn't last forever. Heaven lasts forever. There is an eternity that's coming. There is a life after this life. So it can't be all about what you're doing here and now. Yeah, here and now is important because here and now is where we're at. You know, we all need to, to pay our bills and we all need to, to raise our children and grandchildren we, we, we are about to hear it now, but it can't be just about that. As Christians, we know that there is more. There's more than this world alone. Because if it was just about this world, then, then, then how pitied we are to be. It's pitiful if it's just this life. This life, you know, if you're lucky, you know, you live to be 90, maybe 100 years old. But this life will end. We all leave this earth. And we leave the way we came. You know, I was saying last night that, you know, we don't take anything from this life with us. Nothing on the outside. You know, it's only what we have on the inside. You know, we have, we, what do we take from this life? We take our character, we take our memories, and we take our relationships. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But it's, it's only what you have on the inside that you take with you. It's what you have in your heart, in your mind, that you take with you from this world. You take nothing else. No money, no achievements. Nothing material will leave this earth. It's all going to get burned up. It's all going to get burned up. So you take nothing with you. You know, there is a life, there's a world, there's a place that we're going to go to from here. And for believers, for those who have trusted in Christ, it's a place called heaven. You know, but the question is tonight, what is heaven like? You know, so many people, you know, when they think about heaven, they think about this, you know, cloud, you know, you're sitting on a cloud playing a harp. You know, it's not like that. Heaven is exciting. Heaven is full of joy and full of happiness and full of contentment. Heaven is, is, is the place of total fulfillment. You know, so what is heaven like? What does the Bible tell us? You know, have you ever asked yourself that question? Have you ever posed that question, what is heaven like? Well, what does the Bible tell us about heaven? But before we go there, before we talk about what heaven is like, what are we going to be like? Who are we going to be? What are we like in heaven? And First Corinthians gives us an idea. <coughs> it says in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty. So I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. And it's talking about eternity. That which can decay and get old cannot inherit eternity. It says, listen, I tell you in ministry, we will not all sleep. But we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. You know, it's interesting that one of the callers was talking about uh, the end times. In, the, in a flash, in a, the twinkling of an eye, it says we will be changed. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. Talking about the rapture. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. See, there it is. We have victory. Even though we die, we have victory because we're changed. We're transformed. 
We go from perishable to imperishable, from mortal to immortal, because we're entering into that place of eternity. In heaven, we are changed, no longer perishable, no longer going to decay, no longer going to get old, no longer going to suffer. We are imperishable, never to decay, never to grow old, never to wither, never to have sickness or disease. We are changed. In heaven, we will be changed. There is no longer, in heaven, we are no longer mortal. That means we don't age. We don't get old. We don't die. But we are immortal and we will live forever. That goes on forever. Forever and ever. Eternity. We will be alive. We will live forever. In heaven, we will have our memories. Remember I told you we will, we, what we take from this world is what we have inside? Well, in, in Luke sixteen seventeen. Even though the rich man was suffering in Hades, he had his memories. He remembered that he had brothers, and he pleaded with with Abraham to send Lazarus so that his brothers don't end up where he is. So he had his memories. He knew the life that he lived before. In heaven, we'll recognize each other. You know, the, 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 the rich man recognized Lazarus. He even recognized Abraham, who he'd never seen. So we take our memories, we take our relationships, you know, we take these things with us. You know, he took his character with him. Unfortunately, his character was that that he didn't believe in God and he, 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 he relied on his riches. And it took him to a place of suffering and torment, whereas Lazarus trusted in God. And he ended up in Abraham's bosom, in paradise. You know, uh, it tells us in Revelation 21, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain, for the old order of things have passed away. All these things have passed away. The old order of things have passed away. Look at this. There's no more crying, no more death, no more mourning, no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more disease. In heaven, we will enjoy a place free from any kind of suffering, sickness, disease, whatever. In heaven, we will, we will receive, we will be immortal, and we will be without pain, suffering, mourning. There will be no sadness in heaven we will have the ultimate joy of being in the presence of jesus christ you know have you been in the presence of jesus christ have you experienced being in worship and just being alone with christ have you experienced that in your prayer life or or in reading his word that you you've experienced or tasted the presence of god well imagine being in his actual presence and worshiping and praising and glorifying God. It is exciting. It is amazing. And you will be changed. You will be, you'll, you'll take on a place of where no longer perishable, but you will be immortal. You'll be changed. We will be changed. And we will be like the angels, the Bible says. Look at, look at what it says in Luke 20. Some of the Sadducees who say there's no resurrection came to Jesus with a question. It said, teacher, Moses wrote, for as if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife with no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Well, there was, they're posing this question. Well, what if a, 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 a man dies without children and his brother takes his wife and then that man dies and without children and then the other brother? And Jesus, you know, he's talking about, well, who's going to be the wife of, of which man is going to be her husband when she gets to heaven? And Jesus replied and said, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age and the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. In heaven there's no marriage, for we are like the angels. You know, there's no marriage, there's no gender. We are immortal. We are changed. We are transformed from being uh, uh, men and women and uh, on this earth. We are changed. We are transformed into heavenly beings to live forever, to live in eternity with Jesus Christ. 
Yes, my brother, you, my sister, you will be changed. You will be transformed. You will be taken from the perishable to imperishable, from the mortal to immortality in God's kingdom, in heaven. You know, we don't, we don't realize that here. We don't experience that here, but we will experience a transformation. We will be changed. We will experience what we've never experienced before. We will be without sickness, disease. We will be perfected in heaven. That's where we will achieve. That's where God will achieve perfection in our life when we are in his presence. You know, I think of how we are called the bride of Christ. The church is called the bride of Christ. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word, and to present her. This is the the 27th verse. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain, without wrinkle, without any other blemish, but holy and blameless in heaven. In God's kingdom, Christ presents us as his bride, radiant, bright and shining, perfect, without spot or blemish, holy and blameless. That means you will be sinless in heaven. There will be no more sin. There will be no more corruption. There will be no disobedience. There will be no more rebelling against God's will. We will be perfected in heaven. That's what we're going to be like. We will achieve perfection in heaven through the power of the Holy Spirit who changes us here on the earth, who's changing us and sanctifying us and getting us ready. He's washing us through the word. He's washing us and cleansing us, preparing us through the word. A couple of callers tonight said how they're in God's word and how God is working in them through the, through the word, but they're, uh, receive, they're, they're, they're going through struggles and difficulties and attacks. Well, that's, that's because Satan is against what God is doing, but God is more powerful. God is more able. God is more victorious. He has the victory in our lives because he is perfecting us. And he's getting us ready for his heaven. He's getting us ready for his kingdom. And we need to be preparing. We need to be getting ready for that day when we will meet him in his kingdom. So we have an idea. We have an idea of what it's like in heaven. What we're like in heaven. You know, but what does the Bible really tell us about heaven? You know, and I've got all these descriptions that I wanted to share with you. How heaven is a real place, like I shared last week. How it's a place of, of great joy and music and worship. You know, how we can, can know that God's, that, that God's heaven is a place of excitement. But I want you to, I wanted to end with this one scripture that tells us in 1 Corinthians 2.9, no, dece- no eye has seen no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Even with all that the Bible tells us about heaven, we have no idea. We can't even begin to imagine what heaven will be like. Take everything the Bible has told us. Take everything you could possibly imagine, every enjoyable thought, and multiply that by a million, and you still haven't begun to come close to what heaven will truly be like. All that and more, God has prepared for those who love him. I encourage you to keep on going, keep on walking, keep on being perfected in his will, in his power, for his glory, because there is a glorious place waiting for us, and we will all be there in his presence, enjoying his presence for eternity. Well, I hope you enjoyed the program tonight. As you can tell by the music in the background, our time's up. This, this hour goes so fast. Well, I hope you'll join us for Friday night worship. I hope you'll join us for Sunday morning worship. And I hope you'll join us back here next week on KKLA at 12 midnight. I hope you'll, 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 you'll be back next week because we'll be here preaching his word and sharing his word and praying for your needs. God bless you and good night.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.